Welcome to Mountain Mama's Misadventures, stories of mishap and adventure from women adventurers. Every woman has a story she can share, from the zany to the inspirational. Brought to you by Mountain Mama's, a nonprofit women's adventure organization. Women empowering women to adventure. My name is Emily Hacken. And I'm Deborah Moore, and we are your hosts. And we're super excited to have two wonderful women with us today. We have Lisa Jones returning. Um, she had done a re- previous recording, I don't know, 10, 20, I don't know, a long while back, about a cool moose story and a dog. And anyway, so we're excited to have her back. And then um, we also have a new guest, Erica Splatstoser. Um, and we're super excited to have them together because they have a couple, um, yeah, they have some fun stories and things to share. <laughs> and this is the first time that I realized how to say your last name, Erica, so that's cool. Exactly like it's spelled. Just no, it's split it into three words. It's fine. Splats, <laughs> Stoser. Yes. <laughs> but anyway, they're going to, they both survived the Northridge earthquake in California back in the, when was that? The 1994. 90s. Anyway, so they're going to, yeah, they were together at 10-year-olds. And so we're going to kind of recap that crazy <laughs> mishap and adventure. So we're excited about that. Um, but before we get started, I wanted to introduce um, Erica, since she's also new. Um, she was born in Panorama City, California, currently lives. They both live in Spring, well, you live in Springville. Lisa is living in Provo. Erica has been married for 19 years to her husband, um, her husband, Daniel, has three boys, uh, 16, 12, and 8. Um, and she's working as a stay-at-home mom, also part-time as administrative assistant for Achieve More Retirement. And then she's also on a board of directors as our communication director. So we love her for that. She keeps us on target and on a straight and narrow, whatever. It's all good. <laughs> all right. And then um, you're a fun in fact about you, Erica. You graduated from BYU at the age of 20. And linguistics with a focus on American Sign Language. Yes. 20 with a bachelor's degree, right? Yes. How does that happen? Uh, you find out that if you don't graduate when you're 20, you might not graduate because your husband wants to move on to other bigger, better things. <laughs> and he has a year more of college than you. So you go to spring summer, both, uh, both spring summers, two years in a row. And, wow. Uh, so you're just like booking through all your yeah, classes. Yeah, I, I, was, I was just, I was not going to not graduate just because he wanted to move on to other things. Yeah. And the school at the time, they gave out full Pell Grants. So my parents had paid for my education the semester before we got married. We got married in December. They gave me the full year Pell Grant, which meant that I suddenly had twice as much money as I needed for the next semester. So I just pushed that money towards spring summer terms and went to school nonstop so that we could graduate at the same time. Nice. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's brilliant. Way to go. (laughs) Free money. You got to use it. Especially especially anything connected to college because, like, I don't know. I mean, your kids are getting to the same range. Like, my my oldest is graduating this year and, like, yeah, looking at college and all of that. So anything where you can get the grants and the scholarships, oi. (laughs) We'll take all the money that people want to give us. And then I wanted to introduce Lisa as well. She was saying her fun fact was her job. And so I wanted to kind of like share a little bit about that. So I work for the Department of Corrections. um, And obviously everything that I say, it's my own opinion, not related to them. But I work with um, adult probation and parole specifically. So I go and talk to people who have been convicted guilty of a crime and or no contest, whatever. And they get to talk to me and then we figure out 
what's going on in their life, and I write a report kind of based on that and their history, and that goes to the judge for sentencing. So that way the judge can try to make the most informed decision when it comes time for sentencing and kind of decide what to do. Yeah. So, yeah, so I get to go inside the prison and the jails and... I always get texts from Lisa saying I'm going to the jail yep. <laughs> again. <laughs> what did you do this time? <laughs> I'm going to jail again, and you know, there's all sorts of jokes like that. So it's it's, it's actually a really cool job, and I am really lucky to have landed it. So yeah, it's been really fun and really exciting, and yeah, yeah, and very stimulating. And like I feel like oh, you're yes. well, it's it's a hard thing to be able to interview people, mm-hmm. as we know, doing our podcast, like knowing what questions and things to. Mm-hmm. And, and like you're saying with people who have been incarcerated, like also kind of like knowing what things to pull out of them and what to trust and not to trust. Not all their blah, blah, yeah. blah. Anyway, but yeah, it's quite a talent. So way to go. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fun. Really cool. it's, I get paid to talk to people. So it's, it's good. Just find out about their lives and, you know. <laughs> Ask just about their dirty laundry. Ask about, literally, ask literally about like all the all the things that they have done. Good, bad, your drama. Like the priest, yeah. you're like the priest. <laughs> <laughs> it's confession. There's, there's just no hail marys at the end. Yeah. There's not. It's it's more like therapy session. But you know, it's, it's an interesting time for sure. But it's it's a lot of fun, and I I really enjoy it. Oh, that's so cool. Well, yeah, we're so cool. glad to have you back. And yeah, so take us back to, so you guys were both obviously living in California in the Northridge area. Like, <laughs> um, what was going on and like, how did you, yeah, how did all this come about? So I, um, in my, in the last time I was here, uh, just, I was born in Massachusetts, but I only lived there t- for two years. And then I moved to Florida until I was 10. And when I was 10, I moved to California into the same area that Erica lived. And I didn't know anybody, and we saw each other at church, and I was like, you it's know the only what? place we saw each only other. Only place we, we saw each other. School. Nope, we were in different <laughs> elementaries, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to be her friend. She is going to be my friend. <laughs> no way! Oh, yes. Like, I was just determined, like, nope, she is... <laughs> She is going to be my friend. And so... Because she was cool or, like, good-looking. Because I had no friends. <laughs> oh, my God. No. Just, I don't know. You just get a feel for someone, and you're just like, yeah. Yeah. no, I like them, and that's, that's they're going to be my friend. And that's what it was. It was like, oh. I just liked her vibe, and I was like, nope, she's, she's going to be my friend. And so I kept inviting her over to my house for a sleepover so many times, just over and over. She moved in, like, September... Yep. And for months, she'd ask me, and every day, every Sunday, I'd give her the same answer. My parents said no, because I have school tomorrow. So yep. we just kept going until we reached a holiday. Yep. <laughs> like a Monday Martin holiday. Martin Luther yep. King Jr. Day yep. in January. It took us like four months to finally hang yep. out. And my parents were like, well, there's no school tomorrow, so I guess so. Yep. So I ended up at her house to sleep over for the very first time, and we were just 10. Yep. <laughs> That's true. So you were at your house, Lisa's house. Yeah, so we were okay. at my house, and there were, I mean, it's like, that was like the weekend everybody was having sleepovers, because like, my younger brother was there, and he had one of his friends sleeping over, and my, one of my sisters, she was sleeping over at one of her friend's house, and so we were just all in different places, <laughs> but that was, that was what ended up happening, where she finally came over, and we were like, all right, you know, finally, first hangout ever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. This is going to be the best sleepover yes, it ever. Was. It was going to be the best sleepover ever. We were going to stay up all night long. Mm-hmm. That was the goal. Yep. Didn't happen. No. <laughs> we we made it to about 2.30 in the morning, and Erica fell asleep. Mm-hmm. And I was, Couldn't do it anymore. She that's couldn't. that's <laughs> she impressive. Couldn't. At, know, 10, at 10. That is yeah. impressive. At 10, we made it to 2.30, and I stayed up only because we were watching Turner and Hooch, uh-huh. and I cannot fall asleep during movies. Like, once I'm invested in that movie, I am awake until it's over. Like, mm-hmm. it's... 
That's it's awesome. A, <laughs> You're like the opposite of our sister Marilyn, <laughs> who falls asleep in all the movies. Okay, a, she's probably a better than a curse. <laughs> but it is a blessing, it's, it's a blessing and a curse. Because especially like if my husband starts something like late at night and we're watching, he'll fall asleep. And I'm like, why yes. did you start this? Because I can't stop it because I need to find out what happens. <laughs> and so I'm awake way past my bedtime. And yeah, I pay for it the next day. But it's fine because I found out what happened. So we're good. <laughs> oh, my words. So many times. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So, yeah. So she had come over to my house. She fell asleep. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, about 2.30 in the morning. Um, you woke me up. I woke you up. <laughs> Where were you guys at? Were you in, like, a like a living room, a bedroom, or? Yeah. So we were in, um, we were in a downstairs living room, like TV room kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And we were, we had fallen asleep on the couch. And um, the couch kind of took up most of the width of the room because it was a smaller room. And um, on one side, that's where, where Erica was. She was on the right side of the couch. And there was like a little table and stuff. And then the TV's in front. And then to the left side where I was, there was a really tall bookshelf with a whole bunch of like TVs. And, or excuse me, um, like VHS. VHS. Thank you. Yes. Yes. VHS huge tapes. Huge piece of furniture. <laughs> huge piece of furniture. And full of all these like VHS tapes and cassette tapes and just like heavy stuff on it and it was completely full and that was I don't know maybe like two feet you know like a little walkway away from the couch that I was sitting at and so that's kind of the setup of the room that we were in because that's important to note later (laughs) (laughs) foreshadowing so you were gonna let me sleep you were gonna let me sleep on the couch it was Mm -hmm. gonna be fine but Mm -hmm. you just couldn't you have to tell them why yeah so (laughs) so we're, we're there and it's like it's it's fine, we can sleep here, but I had a very distinct and clear, like, voice that was not mine, that came straight to my mind that said, go to bed. I'm like, I, I can sleep on the couch, it's fine, we're just, I do this all the time, it's not a big deal. And it was like, no, go to bed. I'm like, ugh, so I'm like arguing, like, no, like, I'm tired, and she's already asleep, and so I'm like trying to rationalize with this random voice in my brain at 10 years old, like, no, it's fine, I can totally just sleep, and it's okay. And finally, the third time, it's like, go to bed. I'm like, okay, fine. So I (laughs) reach over, and I'm like shoving Erica, like, come on, wake up, let's need to go upstairs, and I don't know if Erica remembers like her (laughs) response, but she was just like, why? Just we just have to, okay? We just we just have to go that's, upstairs. That's what you said. We have to go upstairs. I'm like, I'm not arguing with her. Mm-hmm. At two thirty in the morning, I'm just not. Yeah. So I'm like, we we just have to. So we make our way upstairs and we go and pass out in in my in canopy bed. bed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The cover above us. This is so great. <laughs> so fancy. I remember those. Oh yes. <laughs> yep. So she. So we, I find, we finally go upstairs and we get into um, we get into my bed and then we and then we fall asleep. And then you can take over if you want. I feel like I've done all the time. I don't know because <laughs> I, I slept through the earthquake. <laughs> I was so That's dead true. tired. She kept me up so late that I slept through the earthquake. And all I got was a rude awakening at 4.30 in the morning saying, get up. And I was just like, what is wrong with this person? Like, she made me get up from downstairs. She's making me get out of bed now. It's still dark outside. I don't want to get up. That's true. And so, like, and she walks out of the room. And then she comes back a few minutes later, and she pushes me again. She goes, get up. And I, and I was like, oh. And she goes, we just had an earthquake. And I go, okay. And so I get out of bed, and 
and I don't even think I comprehended like what that meant mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I was too busy going I don't know this house it's a dark house mm-hmm. I don't know where to go or where the rooms are I don't know where the bathroom is I don't know anything I stumbled upstairs at 2 30 in the morning I have no idea <laughs> and I've never been here before today so, so as I'm like walking down the stairs I'm like stepping on stuff and and I we we have to back up like know. what happened like because you were awake right Lisa so was I I woke up for it so so because yeah what was yeah. it like right. what did that feel like for people who've never been in an earthquake like. so it's for this particular earthquake it was very jarring because um, we were actually really close to the epicenter and the way like kind of what happened was I heard it before it hit that's how my mom ex- described it she was like like a train coming there's yeah. like a sound coming at you and you don't know what it is yeah. yes <laughs> yep and that's exactly what happened with me where it was very much like a yeah, exactly. Like a train coming. That's the best way to describe it. So you just, you hear this like rumbling, this low rumbling sound, um, just very like rock through the earth kind of sound. And we have to make this clear. This is not like the earthquake we had here in Utah back when pandemic started. And I looked at the sky and said, really another thing <laughs> um, that was nothing. That was just like a little nudge. I know there was yeah. some damage farther north mm-hmm. and, and that's different, but this was a huge earthquake. Like what was yep. the Erica did some statistic what gathering. It's a, a, a six point seven. Wow! Oh, and what we had in they Utah call it a blind thrust earthquake, which <laughs> means it's along the thrust fault that does not show signs on the Earth's surface. So it's completely unexpected. Oh. It just happens underground, and then we all feel the the effects mm-hmm. of it. Yeah, we had a five point something, but the difference between a five point and a six point is. Massive. Like massive a, a lot enough. of times people don't understand how much it scales. It's not a and point. No, <laughs> yeah. no. And it yeah. scales and it scales exponentially in a really, really big way. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, because I was, I, I lived. You were near the I epicenter. I lived closer too. to the epicenter. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and we were okay we, because we had a new house. Mm-hmm. And so, but I did have one friend who said like their door came off of the hinges there you go mm-hmm. you know so because yeah. they were really really close but yeah. but still it wasn't like having a six so yeah. as you were saying so yeah i mean it's it's huge and so you just because of the magnitude of this earthquake it really was just low this this low sound as well sounds like a train and then when it hit it was very just like trying to think of like it was just almost like a you know like a really jerky um like uh like roller coaster back and forth. yeah like you're being shaken back and forth really mm-hmm. violently mm-hmm. and then there's other times things where are just swaying yeah and then there's other times where you feel like you're kind of almost like doing this like little roll mm-hmm. we're almost like a wave like you're riding a wave for a little bit and then it suddenly does this like really quick small shaking a little bit again oh wow so it was it was very there were very distinct feelings through that where it was like almost like three separate movements if you will like at the same time or are they after each other after each other oh wow so yeah so at first it's like the back and forth back and forth back and forth and then roll and then back forth back forth back forth right like super fast and depending on where you were depending on how long it was so they Mm -hmm. they rated it from anywhere between 10 to 20 seconds long Mm -hmm. for the whole thing for the whole thing for the first one because after that you've got aftershocks and some of the aftershocks were almost as big as the actual thing which is what i experienced i experienced aftershocks (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah so what was your house like when that first earthquake hit so um I actually got really lucky with how our house was because we lived in um, in a foothill. And so my house, the foundation had kind of been cut into this side of this foothill. And so being in this foothill, it it we didn't have any like the looser foundation kind of stuff that some of these other houses that were 
further up in these foothills were because some of those they would have chimneys that collapsed and mm-hmm. were condemned for a while mm-hmm. so there were houses in my neighborhood that were condemned for years actually while they um, were we used to, to look at them it. all the time <laughs> <laughs> This is when my life of crime with trespassing with Lisa began. We were young. We didn't know it was illegal. <laughs> oh, it's that's what you can get away with at that age. <laughs> oh, yeah. So we're like, oh, there's these houses. They're just open, and no one lives in them and hasn't forever. So, you know, why not? Just go check them out. <laughs> it's it's free, interesting. It's really free, cool. Free range playground. It's fine. All right. So, what, so you so, experienced yeah. the earthquake. So I experienced the earthquake, and then once it was done, I'm like, oh, my goodness. And so I'm like shoving Erica awake and I'm like going to the door and I'm where did you go by the way to keep yourself safe I know that's a big thing I stayed, stayed in my bed, bed. <laughs> that's actually the best the canopy thing to do. <laughs> yeah. no 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 the that's canopy it. yeah staying in your bed is one of the safest places during an earthquake but maybe not the canopy <laughs> yeah <laughs> maybe not with the canopy but just saying like, I don't think books fell on your bed right uh, yeah only yeah. books there was nothing major I mean I had a bookshelf nearby and so a couple books fell but otherwise like my room was I think probably messy anyway because it was always messy. So that was <laughs> nothing new. <laughs> right. Well, I've uh-huh. heard that like a, a big safety thing for earthquakes is the uh, A, the what is it, the A of safety. Or if you like sit next to um, the doorway is okay, but like if you're next to something big, you sit up next to it because if something falls, it's gonna fall against it and make an A. Does that make sense? Like oh, an yeah. A yeah. shape. It, it depends so on how stable that, that yeah. is. <laughs> right on yeah. either point. But like, yeah, if you you know, sometimes it's better to be next on the ground next to something big. That way, if something mm-hmm. falls, that it won't crush right. you. Yeah. Doorways, hallways, anywhere there's not things above you that are gonna fall on you. Yeah. And we would have this drilled into us, you know, all the time. You're a Californian. Of course. Yeah. Well, because well, once we went back to school, you know, that's all they were doing was drilling. Yeah. So so many earthquake drills all the time. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So frequent. Okay. So anyway, Anyway, I just had to interject. Okay. But back to it. So yeah. So I I wake her up and I go and it is pitch black. Like there's literally no power. So you just hear nothing. The Mm -hmm. silence is eerie because there is nothing going. Nothing humming. Nothing humming. (laughs) No electronics. No Mm. nothing. And, but you know, you're in a, it's being in a quiet city is weird. Mm-hmm. It is weird because you're missing all these sounds that you expect and you're not hearing them. So mm-hmm. we're in this like silence in my house, which never happens and trying to figure out. And then I hear other wrestling and family trying to climb over things. And my older brother was, so the way my, my bed, my bedroom door was, it faced right across the hallway to my brother's bedroom. So my older brother hopped out and there was like a bookshelf kind of that spanned in between the two doors. And that had fallen over and onto um, a hutch where the top part of the hutch had completely fallen over and was in the middle of the hallway. So we had this top of the hutch. We had a bookshelf that was leaning on it. It was, it was, it really was like trying to get through an obstacle course at my house. And so we, um, while blind, while blind, (laughs) because it's the middle of the night and there's no light and no sound. And you just hear rustling and I hear my brother trying to navigate and I can, kind of hear by how he's jumping through things, how he's getting through. And so I'm trying to follow him, but I'm like, wait, my friend's not behind me. So I go back and uh, (laughs) pressure her to come with me. (laughs) Come on, let's go. And so, so yeah. And then we, yeah, then we have to try to navigate this pitch black home with all the stuff everywhere. And, um, the hutch that had fallen actually had glass on it and that glass had shattered all over the ground. And so I don't think any of us were really wearing shoes. No. And it was one of those things where... No, I was too busy trying to figure out why you were moving in the middle of the night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I still have no idea what we're doing. <laughs> it's true. 
So yeah, so we're trying to navigate through this, and and that's a, a kind of thing to point out too, because after you know talking about it again with my brother later, he's like, yeah, I don't know. He's like, I had like no clothes. I had a towel, and I'm trying to <laughs> run through because yeah, I mean he he didn't get dressed. He found a towel and was like trying to get out there. He's like, I honestly have no idea how I didn't have any like bruises or. any lacerations or he's like it was a miracle that I got through our house unscathed Mm -hmm. and um even for me trying to follow him I was like oh you know what you're right because same kind of thing where I don't recall having any lacerations or injuries like we we just came out perfectly whole and everybody in my family did Mm -hmm. like none of us had anything super major and so we make it through and we get down um the the stairs and at the f- base of the stairs, we had an apothecary chest from Korea that had fallen straight down and was blocking the stairway. And so you had to make a choice. Okay, am I going to go left or right over this? And my brother went right, and I was like, that's weird. So I went left because that was the most direct route to get to the front door. And so I'm, so I climb over this thing knowing that this exists there, not thinking to tell Erica who's struggling no. behind me. <laughs> Just, she I'm didn't like, hold my go. hand or anything. <laughs> nope. I didn't. I was like, come on, let's go. You're like, that's that's all, I, all I got. Where even am I? Yeah, over here. Yep. I was just telling her, follow She's me. following her voice through the dark. <clears throat> yep. yep. Did you figure like an earthquake had happened at this point? I didn't, I didn't really know until we got out the front door and she literally grabbed me and said, we just had an earthquake. Because <laughs> I'm standing there in my nightgown out front in the middle of the night and I, can't, like, I just don't understand and I'm still... Like, what are we doing and what is happening? So, yeah, mm-hmm. she was too busy navigating to answer questions. Yeah, because <laughs> my, house, my house had just been turned upside yeah. down. Like, even the normal pathways were not normal pathways. Like, mm-hmm. trying to go to the front door, we mm-hmm. had a big grandfather clock that had fallen over and had fallen onto a couch, and that main walkway was blocked, so I had to go around the way that mm-hmm. I never go. So trying to find all these alternate routes to get to the front door, this little maze of just stuff everywhere. And we, yeah, we finally got out. So. Yeah, and then I remember we your went. mom, your mom was like, well, you gotta take Erica and Sam home. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> was Sam another kid sleeping Sam, Sam, Sam was my little friend. brother's friend that slept yeah. over. And he had woken up and my brother, my little brother had fallen asleep. <laughs> so my, my little brother <laughs> and older brother were the ones who were who shared a room and my older brother was the one who's like, peace out guys, see ya, and took off. And my little brother slept through it. So. <laughs> But did he make it out? I'm assuming eventually. Yeah, yeah. I mean, by the, that time, again, similar kind of thing where his friend is just like, come on! He, like, saved your life! Pretty much. Yeah. Let's go! But my older brother, so they li- they had bunk beds, and my older brother was telling me that when he, he was on the bottom bunk, and he didn't know that our bunk beds were attached. Mm-hmm. So he's freaking out, thinking like, oh my gosh, this... Through this earthquake, this bunk bed is going to, like, fall on me. Right. So he's, like, holding on to <laughs> the ends on. of, like, the, the bunk beds, to, like, the posts of the bunk beds, just, like, holding on for dear life, like, please don't fall. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Can it be better, you know, superior to the bunk beds? My poor brother. So you guys make it out? So we make it out, and finally that's when we are, like, oh, okay, assess well, the damage. They couldn't open that gate. At first, the yeah, the because the electric mm-hmm. gate, well, oh the yeah, electric one. That's right. We had to like push it, o- get out of the car, and like push it open and stuff. Yeah. So I know. So I lived in a, com- a gated community. Yeah, <laughs> that's mm-hmm. important information. Which right was there. great because my parents were already out looking for me, and they came to the back gate, which you cannot get in, which is right next mm-hmm. to our house. 
Mm-hmm. We had to go through the front gate. So we missed each other. My parents were at the no. back gate. And mm-hmm. Lisa and her family and I and Sam were all in the, going trying to break through the front gate because mm-hmm. it was, you know, Because there's no power. So right. you can't open the electronic yeah. gate to get yeah. out. And Sam lives on the other side of that. So we had to get through that gate. Yep. <laughs> I don't even remember how we made that happen. So, you, yeah, we, we just pushed We just got out of the car, and everybody started yanking on the bars until it started moving, pushing yeah. it around. Yeah. Oh, man. Drop Sam off. I don't even remember, like, the road conditions on the way to my house. Like, this this part of my memory doesn't even exist. I just remember feeling panic because mm-hmm. now I knew what happened, mm-hmm. that there had been an earthquake, and I had to get to my parents. So we're yeah. doing this nighttime 4.30 morning dash <laughs> with whoever else is out mm-hmm. there trying to find their kids because yeah. everybody's sleeping over at other people's houses. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's exactly it. It's my older brother, because I told you my older sister, she was at a friend's house, and yeah. she's got a lot of anxiety just kind of in general. And so my brother was like, she is going to, she is going to freak out. I'm going to go. So he goes, gets dressed and takes off. And so he takes to go off to her friend's house to go to her friend's house. Mm-hmm. And they were like seven miles away. Cause they were in the next city over. <laughs> yeah. On so, foot. No, 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 no. Car. Thankfully. Okay. <laughs> so he, well, he's, he's 10 years older than me. So he's 20. Oh, right. So big, big difference drive. there. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Age gap. So he, he hops in a car and he goes and takes off to go find her. And where he goes to get her, there's an apartment complex and, same kind of situation where the electronic gate was not working and they didn't get it open. So he's trying to find her. And so he finds this part of the wall that had crumbled and he'd parked in this parking lot next. So he's like searching for this place where he can come over this, you know, crumbled, you know, retaining wall, like a privacy wall, whatever climbs over. And he's just like asking random people, like he's calling my sister's name, calling her, calling her. And she, Finally, like, hears him, and she runs to him, and she's just like, oh, my gosh. She's like, I knew you would come. Oh. <laughs> right? Yeah. I was like, oh, my heart. <laughs> so he gets her, and, you know, and all's well there and stuff. But same kind of just like, oh, my gosh, kind of craziness. Yeah. And when he was driving back, and this is um, related to the road conditions, where he had just driven, like, 10 minutes before, there was a big sinkhole and a big old, like, bread truck that had fallen into the sinkhole right on one of the streets that he had been driving on. Whoa. That happened after? Or that happened that? after he had oh. driven over it. Possibly after some <clears throat> aftershocks or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. So he had he had driven over this this piece of road, gotten my sister on his way back, and the road that he would have taken was now there was a big sinkhole there with a truck in it, or a big bread truck that, you know, was there that wasn't there previously. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. And the only lights on anywhere were just the headlights from other people doing the same kind of stuff, trying to find people, trying to drive where they needed to go. Yeah. And that was the case with us when we took Erica home. We Same kind of thing. I don't remember the roads super well either. I just remember it being really, really dark mm-hmm. and then getting to your house. I remember being at your house. Right. And had your I parents come back by then? My, or? my parents came back like right as we drove up. Oh, they drove good. up as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Yeah, my my parents were just, like, out of sorts, like, you know. The funny thing about dropping Erica off at her parents' house was we drop her off, yay, everybody's all good, whatever, and then Erica's like, so, can I go back to Lisa's? (laughs) (laughs) It was just a little blip. We haven't done hanging out yet. (laughs) I know. (laughs) So, yeah, we'll talk about the damage when the sun goes up. Um, What was happening at my house was my dad always left at 4.30 in the morning. 
the earthquake hit at 431. Mm -hmm. So he was like walking through the kitchen and he actually heard a voice tell him to get in the doorway. He heard that rumbling Mm -hmm. and he heard a voice tell him to get in the doorway. So he jumped to get out of the way. And at that moment, the fridge actually like went straight at him where it would have pinned him Mm -hmm. against the wall. And my mom had bought this new glass cake platter that had fallen right where he was standing. Mm -hmm. So by the time like the earthquake ended and everybody like everybody goes outside, all the neighbors go outside, everybody's Mm -hmm. in their underwear and towels and and you know robes and things like that and my dad is dressed in a full suit <laughs> he's ready for work and they're all asking him like so did you know something like did you want to key us in here or something like that because he's the only one dressed on the street at 4 30 in the morning that's so funny but i remember just like hanging out at the house like talking in whispers like what about what happened as mm. we just waited for the sun to come up because we didn't know where the flashlights mm-hmm. were mm-hmm. we did, most of us didn't have shoes on our feet except mm-hmm. for my dad and <laughs> so we just kind of like made yeah. a space in the family room and just waited and watched for the sun come up i've never watched for the sun so hard in my life mm. and as the lights just kind of like slowly raised we could just see the damage of everything just it just looked like someone came through and ransacked our house Wow. You know, TV's oh, fallen mm-hmm. over. My mom had had been, she had put child locks on all of our cabinets and stuff in the kitchen. And she kept saying, somebody will have an earthquake. We don't need to get rid of it. I'm the youngest. I was 10. We still had child locks on our cupboards. <laughs> My mom's like, only the honey broke. <laughs> She's like, yes. yes. It. <laughs> yes. As far as the kitchen goes. Obviously, mm-hmm. there was like, our piano shifted and that thing was heavy. Mm-hmm. We had our kitchen floor wow. buckle. And we had a, a wall that was totally destroyed in the backyard, and we lost a dog that ran away um, through that through through where the wall crushed down. But we got help from FEMA, and they um, they paid for our wall and our floor and things like that. Oh but goodness. we just walked around with garbage cans, throwing stuff away for mm-hmm. the first couple of hours after sunlight. And mm-hmm. my mom set up um, to make hot chocolate on our wood burning stove. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that was gonna be the first thing that we ate, and and did and it kind of made things like maybe it's gonna be okay and just kind of took stock of what happened in my room um my furniture was located around my bed my bed was directly in the center so if i had slept in my house that night it would have i would have been under all of my furniture oh my word (laughs) yep which brings us back to the damage in my house we go back to my house and same kind of thing stuff everywhere stuff falling everywhere um but the room that we were in where I was, where I was laying down and and where my head in particular was, I would have had it on the big, kind of a wide armrest of this couch. And that is exactly where that big, heavy bookshelf would have landed. It would have totally done that A-frame kind of thing mm-hmm. on the couch and it would have pinned my head. And oh, there's, wow. there is no way that I would have escaped any kind of like brain injury from that. Yeah. And with how dark it was and I mean, just by the time that I would have been found, I don't know how long it would have been or it like just trying to mm-hmm. find me and get through there to to get me out of that. Like I would have I would have been yeah, covered in that big heavy stuff. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yikes. Oh wow. Yeah. So this was at the time the mo- the costliest natural disaster to have ever occurred in, in the United States. It caused so much freeway damage. We have freeways down there that are named after people who have died. There's a police officer who was on a motorcycle mm-hmm. who took a dive after 4.30 a.m. off the freeway, mm-hmm. and the damage is extensive. If you look up the pictures, like, for the longest time, we took back roads. My dad took back roads to get to work, um, and there was just, there was gas 
fires happening all the time. Mm-hmm. There was um, no water for periods of time, no electricity, depending on where you were, you, anywhere from weeks. There were people camping out in places. There were buildings that like crushed the parking structures beneath them. And so you have like these pictures of half cars everywhere. The damage yeah. was just extensive and huge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I remember it being horrific, the images. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there were 57 people killed, but 8,700 plus injured. Wow. That could have been so much worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's uh, so. Uh, yeah. That's so. Intense. Oh my word! Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, take home uh, tips for we do live in Utah. We live in an earthquake zone. Mm-hmm. Like anything that you guys do, or like, <laughs> maybe it's a distant. Uh, we have earthquake insurance because <laughs> <laughs> that's a good thing. Yeah. Um, teach you know teaching your kids where to go in case of an earthquake. Mm-hmm. Like y- th- there are safe spots, you know, being in a doorway is a good thing. Stuff doesn't usually fly across the room, though it is possible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is possible. Generally, you don't want to be anywhere where something can fall on your head when you're in an earthquake. Mm-hmm. So that's why a bed is often a safe place. You don't, unless you have like a big old huge picture right above your bed. Mm-hmm. Um, having shoes near your bed and having light access is, would be mm-hmm. really, would have been probably the best things <laughs> we could have had when that <laughs> happened. Yep. Yeah. Um, instead of playing the Russian roulette of not stepping on glass, which we all succeeded in for some mm-hmm. reason. <laughs> well, clearly you were being watched over. <laughs> definitely. Oh, definitely hands down. being watched over. Yeah. No doubt. <laughs> like, My mom said having a half ga- gas tank all the time. That yeah. makes mm-hmm. her feel better about life in general because the lines were two hours long. Wow. Yeah. 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 So really just, I mean, kind of general like survival. You hear people who are like, you know, people who are the bunkers, you know, kind of thing. It's maybe not quite to that extreme, but getting some of that kind of idea where in case something happens, having having just kind of some of those resources that you can get through even just like a day mm-hmm. is just really, really huge and helpful. Yeah. Like your backpack with 72 hours of stuff, yep. you know? Yep. yep, exactly. Or your wood-burning stove if you have one. Well, thank you guys so much, um, Erica and Lisa. We have wanted to record this um, epic childhood trauma adventure <laughs> for, for <laughs> beginnings of friendship <laughs> bonding experience for, yes, sure. for sure. <laughs> basically thank you so much if you guys want to hear more fun stories like this go ahead and click subscribe depending on whether you're listening to spotify or itunes or wherever you're getting your podcast so that you can keep getting these as they come each week and then if you haven't already if you can give us a review we really love hearing from you guys hearing what you guys like and things like that and that's it for today's adventure join us next time and as always remember a woman's place is in the mountains <laughs>